0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast. I'm Steve Blank. On this edition of the podcast, I'm joined on the show floor of the Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition by Dashita Dawson, president of Flora Buffalo. Among other titles, Dashita is the chief strategy officer with Minorities for Medical Marijuana and the CEO of The Weedhead. Minorities for Medical Marijuana is a nonprofit outreach organization founded to inform, educate and empower people of color within the legal cannabis industry. For more of the Cannabis Today content most relevant to you, visit canna-today.com and filter content by categories like subject, host, location, and more. Without further ado, Dashida Dawson live from the show floor of the CWCB Expo in New York City.
1: All right, cool. I appreciate you making the time to join us on the Cannabis Today podcast. Um, let's jump right in and, uh, begin by giving you an opportunity to just introduce yourself.
2: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I'm appreciative of being uh, invited to the podcast. My name is Dashita Dawson. I'm the weed head. I'm a corporate to cannabis crossover and, uh, executive strategist. I have been in the industry for the last three years. Um, I'm currently the president of Flora Buffalo, which is a high tech cannabis campus proposed in the Western New York region. in South Buffalo area, and I'm really excited to be at the Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo to uh, see a lot of my old Canada friends and family, um, the advocates who have been in the industry the last three years, um, and to participate at the Minorities for Medical Marijuana booth um, where I do my advocacy work, nonprofit work um, as a chief strategy officer. Right on. Yeah.
1: Uh, you may have been digging into it a little bit while I was had my pre-production blinders on. Where do you call home?
2: Um, I'm bi-coastal right now, so it literally—I feel like I'm on a Delta airplane more than any home. But officially, I live in Buffalo, New York, and in San Diego, California, as of eight weeks ago.
1: All right, yeah. right on. Where did you, uh, where would you grow up? Where are you native to? I'm
2: from Brooklyn, New York. You can't tell. No, uh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. So I'm a New York girl. I'm Brooklyn born. I'm Jersey educated. So I actually got my undergraduate degree in molecular biology from Princeton University and my MBA from Rutgers University. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Tell me a little bit about minorities for medical marijuana.
2: Amazing organization founded by Roz McCarthy in 2016. I joined the organization as a uh, state, a regional state director for the Southwest region. I was living in Arizona at the time. That's where I became a medical marijuana patient. And um, I have steadily kind of grown with the organization. We're now in over 25 states. um, And we support the education, advocacy, and outreach to uh, groups that are To be perfectly honest, they're not the minority in terms of uh, the world and the population, but they are the minority severely so in the cannabis industry. Um, In particular, we're focused on ensuring that people who have been most disproportionately affected by the prohibition of cannabis and marijuana have an opportunity to become entrepreneurs and to take advantage of what we are calling the green rush right now. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Can you kind of dig into the dynamic there?
2: Absolutely. I mean, well, I think people are often surprised that the majority of Americans support cannabis legalization. Um, I think a lot of people think it's because of the medical reasons, and I usually will start there because I'm a molecular biologist, I believe in the science, and I think there's some health justice. We've been without uh, cannabinoids in our diet with this being illegal for some time, and I think as a result, it has actually caused a prevalence and a lot of autoimmune and uh, diseases and other diseases that are really about imbalance. But the second issue, people incarcerated, New York being the state that is incarcerated the most people due to marijuana possession, of any other state is in that the right? country. Absolutely. Not only is that the case, um, we're also the state that has the largest um, legacy unregulated market or illegal market, right? And so as we are legalizing, as any state is legalizing, I think, to your point, demographics does play a part in whether people care about the social justice issue. Minorities or whether they're
1: even aware of it, honestly. Or I whether feel they're like there are communities, particularly where I'm from, that are absolutely hypersensitive to cultural and communal communal issues, but based on who your neighbors are and their neighbors are and how much we all look like each other for X amount of miles, you might just not get the memo.
2: Yeah, you definitely not get the memo. Also, I, I just find that most people don't have a, a story. I mean, when I testified for the New York Assembly last year, one of the stories I said is when I was 14 or 15 years old, I was playing basketball on a court with a couple of my guy friends And the police came out of nowhere. Said they smelled marijuana. They uh, pushed us all up against a wall. They basically, you know, detained us all, patted us down, and you know, one of my friends, Charles, had maybe a dime bag in his pocket, and he got arrested and taken away. Um, I did not use cannabis at all until I was an adult, so I was literally shook. I was an athlete. I was an A student, and it made me fearful of police, but definitely of marijuana itself and poor Charles I'm not even sure where he landed but I know that if you spend even one day in Rikers Island which is a local um uh, a local jail for New York you your whole life's changed Um, and if you get a record and you're unable to then move forward beyond that not only is it your life it's usually your family life as well and we have too many neighborhoods like the one that I grew up in in East New York where that was a common story that's just my one and that definitely sits with me even now 25 years later Um, but it's a common story for a lot of people. New York has arrested the most um, individuals from marijuana possession. New York City still arresting people up until last year, and 80% black and Hispanic male. So, you know, it's not even just about non-white. It literally is that group, black and Hispanic male, specifically, that have anywhere from three times more likely to eight times more likely in places like Seattle to be arrested as a result of marijuana possession only not trafficking not a cartel not what we've seen as the sort of scary story but literally I have um, maybe a gram or an ace in my pocket which you know which we know now in places where you guys live in Colorado that's nothing right that's what we're buying at the store we're buying at the dispensary. right
1: yeah you could trip over an eighth of flour in certain markets and, exactly you know and be
2: done right yeah
1: so we set the foundation in a very basic way at this point for the problem. Let's talk a little bit about the solution and as it relates, minorities for medical marijuana, what kind of resource is the organization and and how does it help us get forward?
2: That's a great question, Steve. I'm excited about being part of Minorities for Medical Marijuana because it really is a family, but it's a network and it's a growing network of people of various professional backgrounds, uh, various entrepreneurial ventures, big and small, um, that are all tied by a similar mission, is that we want to diversify and stabilize the industry. And What we offer with M4MM, which is what we're called, um, you can go to m4mmunited.org if you want to find out more information. But we have a series of programs. Ready, Set, Grow is a program that we've implemented with HBCUs, or Historically Black Colleges and Universities, to get people to uh, focus on the majors that will help support the industry when they get out of college. Um, Science, STEM, uh, technology, engineering, mathematics, agriculture, is all sexy now because of cannabis. Um, We have... um, a cl- project clean slate is another program that helps people go from bail to bud. Essentially, we're trying to get people from expungement to an entrepreneurial state within the industry, um, and. The last is diversity, even in the workforce. So Brew Jobs is a, a brainchild of uh, Roz uh, McCarthy, the CEO, and part of a partnership with M4MM, where we help support large companies like Elixanol or uh, Canopy Growth, for example. We help these type of companies put together diversity plans so that they're actually seeing diversity in the workforce. Because right now, I would say. People of color, by and large, are keeping themselves out of the industry because there's a stigma attached. And if your experience has been negative all your life, it makes sense. So we're a conduit. We're a network of people who look like that that particular uh, sub-segment and demographic, and we're focused on these groups specifically because no one else is. Whether it's uh, Black and Hispanics, women, vets, uh, disabled, these are the groups that actually need it from medicine primarily, and they're actually not uh, having a voice at the table. Last and you know really important, um, we work with legislators. So we go into each of these states that we're in, and we're on the ground teaching about cannabis as medicine we're putting together conferences and small symposiums we just also did a boot camp in missouri that recently released their um medical marijuana uh rules and regulation to get people prepared to even apply so for for us education is probably the biggest foundation and connectivity with a network that's growing super fast
1: Right on. Where can we learn uh, more or get in touch or, or uh, social media handles, websites, all that? I know yes. you've got the website. So,
2: um, Minorities for Medical Marijuana, we go by M4, the number four, MM. And you can find us at M4MMUnited.org or M4United as far as our handle on Instagram. And again, I'm Dashita Dawson. I'm the Weedhead. So, you can find me at theweedhead.com and um, I'm the cannabis CEO on Instagram and Twitter, because I'm a little bit like Beyonce. I like to have an alter ego. Um, (laughs) Hi, girl.
1: girl. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Tell me this before I I even think to cut you loose. Coming up, a student athlete, Where, when, how was the transition to, oh, okay, cannabis?
2: You know what? Um, That's a great question, and I think... It's part of my story. I wrote a book about it. I wrote a workbook, um, How to Succeed in the Cannabis Industry, and I talk about the uh, unexpected death of my mother. I was a senior executive, very fast rising through the corporate uh, ladder. I had been using cannabis in the closet for about three years prior to her death when she had cancer. I saw that it helped with my ailments as an athlete. I had arthritis and multiple joints, autoimmune issues, but I never wanted to come out the closet. Her passing really jolted me back into a little bit, or not back in it, I came out of the matrix, right? I sort of like realized I'm up to bat. I'm not even 40 and my mom's gone and I don't really have even 1% of the money that I've made for these large companies. So I moved to Arizona to grieve and to also really... Figure out what I wanted to do next. And I became a medical marijuana patient there. My first experience in a dispensary was not the best because i felt like it was a disservice to what the plant can actually do and knowing that i had a science background and being a consumer marketing expert with companies like target and victoria's secret it just made sense and it clicked so i formed my agency mjm strategy the rest is kind of history i've had a number of clients and worked through the uh, various markets throughout the country but first and foremost i'm a patient i'm a cannabis user daily and I'm highly functional. I'm probably the most functional and productive individual that most people know. I'm what I I feel is the new face of cannabis. And so when I came out as the weed head, it was sort of an opportunity to say, yes, I'm the head of an organization. I'm the head of the industry, but I'm also a new way to look at the weed head. So when you Google it, you'll see the urban dictionary slang, which says lazy and not someone who's willing to work. And then you'll right under in the second spot you'll find my 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 website where i talk about all the business and all the work that we've done the last three years so it's been a journey but um, one that was born out of a tragedy for us as sisters but it has helped me find myself and this is the first industry where i get to use my science background my business skill set all in one um and be passionate about what i'm doing
1: that's an incredible story i appreciate you sharing um I would be remiss to not ask the show is early. I want to let you enjoy it and 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 move right along, but I do want to ask having come from that place and then had such convictions and sort of that switch flipped um what was that transition like, you know, amongst coworkers, colleagues at the church and the community, you know, what was it like you're you're coming out of the closet so to speak? It
2: was I mean, I could I'm going to give you real talk because that's just who I am. But it was not... Easy. I think I thank God for my sisters. Um, obviously, we all went through the tragedy together. And my older sister, who is sitting next to me, her name is Imani Dawson, and she's um, been uh, working as a partner for, with me I'm really all my life. But that type of decision was something where she was like, Girl, are you sure? But she was already on the ground in New York seeing that cannabis was something viable. And so that let me feel like at least I was supported. But to my Princeton alum, And uh, friends and my sorority sisters, because I'm an AKA, uh, friends that went to medical school, they were like, girl, did you go to Princeton to sell weed? And that was a question I kept getting over and over and over again. And what I realized is that um, I needed to come out the closet in a big way. So, you know, I'm usually behind the scenes running marketing campaigns and strategies, utilizing influencers. And this time I decided that I myself needed to be an influencer because I thought, if people really do believe all of these old kind of stereotypical lies about the plant, they will never understand really how it can benefit them. Um, and, you know, so sharing my story has been initially hard, but the last two years has been a lot of support very, very quickly because people see that I'm a serious businesswoman. And let's be honest, three years ago, the industry did not look like this. Our governor was calling it a gateway drug, right? Now... That was just three
1: years ago, huh?
2: That was actually last year that he was saying that, real talk. But (laughs) three years ago, we were not talking about cannabis being legal in New York. And now it's like a race to legalization between New York and New Jersey. Pennsylvania is planned to be one of the largest medical marijuana states in the country. Just in this short time period so people realize i'm not crazy in fact what they're saying is i'm obviously a good business mind because i had the foresight to see that this was an opportunity so it's it's transition but it took some time yeah
1: absolutely yeah uh, what are you uh uh excited about with regard to cwcb expo what was it you were most looking forward to coming here this weekend
2: i think the seminars i love trying to see what new information is going to be out uh, and who who will be speaking. I also love that a lot of the people speaking are... Like I said, can of friends or can of family. Um, I am also a chief marketing officer for a large company, so I'm looking at all the exhibits as well and trying to see what folks are showing. New new, new brands um, that haven't been here before, because this is like my fourth time coming to CWCBE. Um, i been speaking at the conference since 2017. And so it's just exciting to see how fast it's grown um, and how massive it's become. So I'm just excited to see old friends, uh, and meet new ones to be perfectly honest
1: well said perfect closing let's go educate and get educated i appreciate you joining
2: thank you so much for having me thank you all right
0: More about minorities for medical marijuana, visit M number four mmunited.com. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you're in the LA area, join us at the CWCB Expo September 26th through 28th at the Los Angeles Convention Center. To learn more about exhibitors, conference schedules, and more, visit cannabismeansbusiness.com. Use promo code today 19 at checkout and save 20% on your three-day Super Saver Pass. Thanks again for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast.